What's up and what's happening, TPE fam? This week's TPE episode is going to be comprised of our daily dose of leadership episodes. This episode is a compilation of our daily broadcast that comes on Monday through Friday live via Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, and Twitch. You guys sit back and enjoy. Thank you for joining us. Take this And today's daily dose of leadership uh, is I, I've tagged this uh, this session uh, alignment and separation, uh, alignment and separation. And I, I wanted to talk about, to you know, how do we become aligned with our purpose? And in order for us to become aligned with our purpose, we're going to have to separate from a, a few things. Let me say that again. In order for us to get aligned with who we are called to be, who we want to be, who we desire to be, there's going to be some things that we're going to have to separate from. We have to distance ourselves from. And number one, uh, the number one thing I think that we got to, to separate ourselves from, we got to separate ourselves from some of the thoughts that we have, some of the fears, some of the inadequacies, uh, some of the imposter syndrome. A lot of us feel like we can't do this. Or some of us, a lot of us feel like uh, we're not talented enough to do certain things. And I'm here to tell you that you have everything that you need to walk in your purpose. And so we have to fight. And I know it's tough. I deal with it, and I'm sure several other people deal with it, dealing with the thoughts of, like, I'm not good enough to do this, or I'm not smart enough, or I don't have the skills, or I don't have the training. Nobody, well, I don't want to say nobody, but the majority of people who have, who are successful in life, if you ask them, you know, how long did it take you to do it, it, it was a, a long time of being consistent, you know, doing the activities and habits that, that uh, helped them get to the places they want to be. So you got to uh, separate yourself if you want to get into alignment with your with your purpose you got to separate yourself from those thoughts that make you feel like you're less than number 2 you got to separate from some people and there's two words i want us to 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 look at here is is evaluation and elevation Okay, so you got to evaluate your circle. Are you hanging around running with the people who don't you don't necessarily have to have the same passions, but you're oh, I'm sorry, you don't have to have the same purpose, but you're passionate about your purpose and obtain it everybody that you're around. So you might, you know, for me, for example, I want to do uh, motivational speaking and I want to do uh, leadership development and I want to do coaching. You know, I've got some other friends that want to do some other things in their life. And are we all actively pursuing those things? as as seriously as each other now of course you know we all of us are at different levels or at different places in life that that we're either closer or farther away but the intent is there for us to kind of kind of continue to grow and to mature uh towards those things towards what our purpose is towards what um our passions are so uh number one you, you I mean you got to ev evaluate that circle and it's your circle about elevation um, I think for me, you know, year after year is about getting better, doing more, um, being able to just be a better steward of the things that we are entrusted with. And so it's like all the people around you, do they share the same sentiment? Do they share the same want? Do they share the same drive to try to push themselves to go to go higher, uh, to get more? And so and here's the thing, you know, uh, we're studying in Atomic Habits uh, and we just finished that book study up. But they were talking about, you know, it's, it's a high percentage chance of you emulating or being like the people that you run around so if you have a, a purpose that is higher do you see yourself higher you envision yourself being in a different place you're going to have to really really evaluate who's in your circle who do you pour time into who do you let pour in, uh, time into you and, and i think that's critical 
And, and number three, and I think this is a one, a stinger for me, uh, because I think this is something that I get caught up in a lot. Um, I just got to make sure I'm, I'm trying to do better at safeguarding my, myself from this, this last one. But we got to separate from overcommitment. And I, I heard this phrase a, a long time ago that good is the enemy of great. And I think there's a lot of things as you start to climb the ladder, as you start to get better, as you start to mature and grow in the things that you want to do, there's going to be people who are going to look to you to do certain things that may not be in alignment with what your purpose or passion is. Now, granted, you got skills that that can definitely help and aid in certain things that you're asked to do. But just because you have the skills, that doesn't allot you more time on the schedule to be able to get things done. You still have the same 24 hours in a day. You still have the same seven days a week. And and from a priority standpoint, you still have your family, your, your children, your household, whatever those priorities look like. So you've got to take a serious inventory of the things that you can and can't do. And, and as my, my father would say, you have to let your yeses be your yeses and your noes be your nose and so you've really got to start to drill into just who you uh who who are you uh, trying to identify as what is it that you want to do and then ensure that the things that you're committing your time to align with those things they have some benefit to what your future trajectory is like i said for me uh, i want to get into this world of speaking i want to get into this world of uh coaching and leadership development and so i'm going to say yes to things that that deal with that you know, that are in that vein that are that are, you know, or that contribute towards, you know, creating a connection with somebody who's in that arena or put me in, in the opportunity to be able to do more of those things. So really. Uh, so I'll just say this to anybody. Don't overcommit to things that pull you away from your main purpose, your main goal. So that pretty much sums up today's daily dose. I'm going to go back to go back over those three things. Number one, when we're talking about um, alignment and separation. Number one, separate your, your, uh, yourself from those thoughts. Stop being stop letting those uh, thoughts of fear and doubt creep in and stop you from uh, pursuing your purpose. Number two, you want to separate some people, evaluate and elevate, evaluate who's around you and y'all elevate together. If that's what's if that's what's on everybody's mind. Number three, separate yourself from overcommitment because that would be your Achilles heel. There's a ton of good things in the world for us to get involved in, but we can't do all of them. And so <clears throat> today's episode is all about the difference maker, the key difference maker. And I think this is going to this might punch a few of us in the gut, uh, but just keeping it real, talent isn't everything. I think a lot of times we look at ourselves and, and we look at the skill set that we have to get a job done or to perform a job. However, we sometimes we look at that as the only thing we need to be successful in, in our organizations and, and more specifically being successful as a leader and evaluating other team members. But the chief differentiator, the big difference is having talent plus a great attitude a great attitude can definitely um coupled with a great talent can definitely take your organization to the next level and i've got a couple of flight formulas here for you guys to think about as it relates to uh the people on your team and when you're thinking about talent versus uh just um <clears throat> a person's attitude so no, number one uh, ability plus attitude equals results right Great talent plus riding attitudes equals a bad team. Um, honestly and transparently, I've been a part of teams where everybody on the team is super good operationally. They know exactly what to do as far as the job is concerned. But the way they interact with each other, the way they talk to each other, the way they uh, keep about some of the things that we were talking about in the last dose um, about some of those qualities, they 
have they, they bring a right attitude to the table and it really brings down the morale it brings down the atmosphere it brings down the culture and short term great talents can achieve uh, quick results but great talent and and not having a great attitude a rotten attitude it really hurts long-term success. And so you might have people who are really good and really skilled at what they do and they can come in and, and, and solve a problem really quickly, but the attitude piece has to be there for long-term sustainability and long-term success. Okay, great talent plus average attitude is a good team. So if you have, again, you have the people, and it, the running theme is here is that you have people who are competent at the uh, at their positions or competent in the job that they're doing, but we're talking about the level of attitude and really <clears> – <throat> The level of attitude speaks to the culture that exists within the organization. So if you have a great talent and the average attitude, you have a good team, which you're headed in the right direction. You have people who are respectful towards each other um, and, and they have a positive outlook on on uh, what's going on in the organization. But when you have great talent mixed with good attitudes, you have a great team. So I think most importantly, you should be looking towards not only developing your team from a, a, a talent standpoint, a skill set standpoint, but also developing them from an attitude standpoint, making sure that they are fully um, aware and they're fully um, uh, just in, in the light of how they come across to the team, how they're interacting with the team. Those things are just impor as important as how they are functioning within the team, if that makes sense. So definitely I would encourage you guys to keep those things in mind um, and really just take a, a step back and then look in the mirror too. And you can look at yourself and say, man, I'm a hard worker and um, I contribute to the organization by knowing what to do and I, I know how to um, get my job done. But do you look at the attitude component there's not much um there's not many training modules on attitude there's a lot of content out there that helps shape mindset that helps shape thinking that helps shape um how you go about uh leading or, or functioning with other people but there's not really an, an objective means of being able to measure that and for you as an individual in your in your um whether that's you're a team member or uh, you're tasked to lead you have to constantly constantly evaluate and take in feedback on how you're projecting yourself i know being Personally, I have a bad habit of wearing uh, a stress on my face, you know, my facial expression. And it's not nothing like intentional. It's just literally like, OK, I know I know I've got this list of things to do. I got these places to go today. You know, I'm trying to process those things. And I got to keep in mind that people are, are looking at me to set the tone. People are looking at you to set the tone in your organization, whether you are the leader or not. If you walk into the building, if you have an infectious uh, character, people are looking at you to say, okay, what kind of mood is he or she in? What kind of, what, what are they going to bring to the table? And so one of the, the I think one of the, the key keys to uh, having a successful organization, the secret to having a successful organization truly uh, behind having a great product and great service is literally having a great attitude. Like you gotta, you have, everyone has to be able to, at a minimum, be able to to get along with each other, and then that because because again, the people who you are, you are serving, depending on what line of work you in, they'll translate into uh to the guest experience. They'll translate into you know what people see and feel. So I would definitely encourage anybody who's out there who's who's tasked with running and managing an organization, or they're trying to position themselves to be that. Check your attitude. Uh, 
Continue to sharpen the blade of your, your skills, but also check that attitude. And today I want to talk about creating a climate for developing leaders. Uh, I think sometimes we get caught up in, the, as leaders, we get caught up in the hustle and bustle of what's going on. Um, and we neglect the fact that we have to create an environment that's infectious enough that want to create more leaders. Um, you know, as a part of the job, as a part of, of being in leadership, it's not only your ability to lead the business in, the, in terms of what you do operationally or systematically, is how much fruit that you develop on your tree. How many people have you developed um, in, during your tenure as a leader? That's really what speaks to your, your ability to lead and grow other people. Um, leadership, according to John C. Maxwell, is influence, nothing more and nothing less. And so if you're leading in the capacity that you're maximizing your potential and maximizing your strengths, you should be influencing somebody to want to do what you're doing. Uh, you should be one, you should be influencing somebody to sway them to the uh, to the the um, area of leadership, maybe in your particular area or some other area in your organization, just based off how strong you are. So, number one. In this context, when we're talking about creating an environment for developing leaders, it's um, are you relational? Um, the number one thing is, you know, can you relate and connect with other people? I think I've talked about this on probably several other um, talks that I've had, whether it's on, on the TPE, the, the pod podcast, or in the other daily doses. But your ability to connect with people is the number one thing that you can, can sharpen and make sure that's uh, forward-facing if you want to attract more leaders. <coughs> the, uh, the thing is, is, excuse me, the thing is you might not realize the value that you need, that you, that is in developing more leaders. But the thing about it is when you have more people on your team that want to be leaders and who have the ability to be leaders, the stronger the organization gets. And so again, the number one thing in attracting more uh, leaders is being relational. Number two, being resourceful. Um, I think people gravitate towards people or they want to be a part of something when they see people who can solve problems with things that, that are already existing in the organization or they know how to maximize the resources and be and they know how to be a good steward of the things that are entrusted to them. And so as you as your lead. As you as a leader evaluate how many problems are you solving with um, by being able to one leverage the, 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 the things that are around you and two other than just the things but leveraging the people around you like are you resourceful for me in my line of work I have to know uh, what people's strengths and weaknesses are and when problems arise or challenges or opportunities arise I need to understand who can handle what most effectively and I be able, need to be able to make those uh, decisions quickly and so me being resourceful in the context of knowing who can do what and then giving those people the responsibility to do what they need to do is a huge part in what I, I'm able to, to get accomplished number three um, as a leader in trying to create an environment that is uh, conducive to growing other leaders, you got to be rewarding. Um, I think sometimes us as leaders, especially if you've been in a, any type of leadership position for a long time, you're creating results and sometimes you may not feel the necessity to, to provide reward for items that have already been that you do day in and day out. But you got to realize that there's going to be people on your team, people in your organization that haven't been around as long as you have, haven't served in the capacity that you have. And so when they make certain accomplishments, you have to be cognizant and aware to be sure to reward them for the things that that uh, that they're doing, because the incentive the encouragement that a reward provides will will give that extra push for them to continue to want to get better, the extra push for them to continue to want to do more in the organization. So you've got to be rewarding. And the last and certainly, certainly, certainly not least, you've got to be respectful. Um, I think uh, sometimes we take it, we look at our posture and leadership and we forget that 
we're people interacting with people and we're people that are just tasked to lead other people. <coughs> and so with that being said, we have to approach uh, what we do and in interacting with other people to make sure they understand that we respect them as, as humans. We respect their opinions. We respect their situations. We respect everything that they have going on. And so we've got, so between those four things, and I'll just kind of um, recap here, we got, we got to be relational. We got to be able to connect and, and be able to, to appeal to uh, our people, our teams' senses. Number two, we got to be resourceful. We got to be able to understand how to use the things that are at our disposal when we need to as fast as possible. Number three, we have to be rewarding. We got to give rewards when they're due, particularly when the, when we have members on the team that are uh, excelling and they're achieving uh, different things in the, in, the, in the organization and outside of the organization. And number four, we got to be respectful. Um, like, uh, yeah, we got to be respectful and not only showing respect, not only showing respect, but we got to be a person who a person wants to give respect to, too. I think sometimes we miss that as well. Like, um, just because I got the title, that, that doesn't mean that uh, your respect, I automatically earn your respect because of a title. Now, I'm sure, sure some people are going to give it to you based on the title that you have, but you want to have the respect of the teams that you lead based on who you are, not because of what your title is, man. So today's message, like I said before, is going to be marry the vision but flirt with the methods. And the number one thing um, <clears throat> that I want to talk about in this subject, and this is going to be a quick one, I'm going to get in and out of here, is that what got you there may not keep you there okay what got you there may not keep you there um there's several examples of companies that created great products uh, great innovations that got them the notoriety that they have but the fact that they did not evolve or they did not grow or they did not uh, uh want to advance may have slowed down their growth and to some capacity they may not be in existence anymore one prominent example that sticks out of my mind is uh kodak you know, I think Kodak Kodak's kind of making a comeback now, but there was a long time that we didn't we didn't see any any uh, types of film uh, type cameras because that was something that was kind of antiquated. Same thing with Kmart. You know, Kmart used to be a big staple around here, a big deal around here, and I think the other Kmart's competitors started to figure out different ways to cater to the customer's needs, the, the growing customer needs as uh, times change and those individuals was able to uh, keep their business fresh while those other places did not necessarily continue to advance. And so, you know, you got to think about that. Yeah. You know, one method might have gotten you to the, the, the uh, to the to the goal or, or to wherever it is that that you're trying to get to. But you always got to continue to think about reinventing um, and getting better and, and keeping it fresh. Uh, number two, and this is kind of a tough one. Experience is good, but you got to be open to new things. And I think for me, and I've, I've got to safeguard myself against this one, uh, given that I've worked at Chick-fil-A for 20 years and I get, you know, sometimes I, I readily would like to resort back to the way we used to do things. Um, where, but I got to understand the volume was different then versus the volume now that the, the customer, the, the client, I'm sorry, the guest needs are different now than they were then. And so the things that we used to do in, in the context of how we used to manage business that may not be applicable to today's market or today's uh, de uh, customer demographics and so you got to know that you know there's uh, you know I always I guess I, I say this to myself this you know it's more than one way of skin the skin a cat and I tell our, I'll tell our leaders like you know I'll I don't care about how we do it as long as it's safe and we and we're not putting anybody in harm's way and it's and it doesn't compromise what our brand expectations are and so you know you got to give um 
uh, you got to give new initiatives and new ideas a chance. And if you're going to continue to be competitive and you're going to continue to scale up. And this last one kind of kind of speaks into this one. Uh, the last point a little bit and it's number three is that it's to bring people along with you new people along with you um i think sometimes you you know a lot of times we get comfortable with the team and rightfully so you know we if those of you who have been rocking with us in the in the book club you learn that your brain's default um action is to try to do the, the to, to try to find the thing that has the least resistance like the least path of resistance and so when you when you are dealing with people there's people that you're comfortable with it's easy just to deal with them because you guys already know each other you already have a basis of a relationship there's a rapport there uh you kind of can look at them they know what you're thinking there's a whole lot no not a whole lot of work there but that in itself could be a bottleneck for the organization because you're you're stifling growth opportunities for other people and so if there's anything you know just from that component try to bring as many people as possible qualified people of course along with you as possible on the journey of leadership in your organization because they will definitely help you keep it fresh and the thing about it is when you bring somebody in that hadn't been in the or in your organization at the capacity that you have been in for a long time they'll bring a fresh perspective and a lot of times we just need a fresh perspective uh, on on how we're operating our business and so i'm gonna recap those three and then we, and then we're done so number one uh, what got you there may not keep you there. You know, um, sure, six months ago, whatever you did to uh, get that promotion or whatever you, do, you did to get uh, elevation may not be, you know, it, it might not be cutting edge anymore. So you got to always try to figure out how to keep that blade sharp and keep adding value. Number two, experience is good, but be open to new things. Again, you know, you might you, you might have been in your organization for a long time and you just know how it used to go. But there, there's... Uh, things might change and you've got to be willing and able to pivot um, and, and and to be able to stay competitive and stay and stay um, afloat. And the last thing, bring new people along with you, man. If you're a leader, you have to constantly be uh, getting new people in to get fresh blood into the system and get new people and new ideas and new, just new, you know, uh, comment new, you know, uh, so you can um, just reiterate the fact that we need to get, you know, expose ourselves to new ideas. Take 